never show any sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you... Investor's Edge with Gary Kolbaum. Trade talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kolbaum. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kolbaum, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is uh, Tuesday, May 28th, 2019. And ladies and gentlemen, what we're here to always do First and foremost is keep you in lockstep or one step ahead of thine markets anywhere we look. We look at U.S. markets, foreign markets, income markets, commodity markets, you name it, we cover it. We do Bitcoin here, which had another great day, by the way. And, of course, we do everything that affects the markets. And, of course, we do whatever interests me because we have interests, things that matter, our personal life, the things we care about. Simple as that. Hope you had a great three-day weekend. It is a four-day work week. We are here in Central Florida, where I think it was like 98 in the shade this week. End. And I love heat. I love the hot. Give me all the hot you can give me. But I got to tell you, it was hot this past three days here. Uh, To everyone affected by the tornadoes, man, oh, man. That is no fun. Hurricanes you can prepare for. Tornadoes, you know, they come up and they go. Hurricanes, you know, they're coming a few days beforehand. Anyway, we're thinking of you. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, as we said, this is a show about you and everything, your money, the markets, the economy, what emanates from Washington, D.C., but I have to bring up a couple things before we even start. Hope you don't mind. Number one, Bill Buckner. Bill Buckner? Yeah, Bill Buckner. You all know that I am a... A crazy, insane, maniacal Mets fan. And you all know what happened in the 86 World Series. As Mookie Wilson hit a uh, grounder, which had topspin on it, that Buckner did not put his glove all the way down, went through. Mets win game six. Uh, And unfortunately, for years and years and years, Bill Buckner never ever was able to live it down until... Finally, he threw out the first pitch at a Red Sox. After they, after they won the World Series, they gave him a four-minute standing ovation. Then God bless Larry David, put him on a show where he caught the baby being thrown from the fire from a building, and he was the hero. You get the pun. Uh, Bill Buckner passed away at the age of 69. I didn't even know, but he had dementia. Um, the shame of it is he's one of the greatest hitters ever. Great fielder also. But he was never able to live that down, even though Boston was leading in the seventh game of the series and blew that game. But all anybody remembers is the sixth game. I met Bill Buckner at an airport. I sat down next to him. Here's the story. He looks at me. He says, don't tell me, Red Sox fan. I said, no, 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 Mets fan. And he looked at me funny. And I said to him, I just want to let you know, it's a bunch of threw out a couple of words, which I just almost said on radio, how it's been handled. And I just want to let you know I'm a big fan. He shook my hand. I wished him well. And that's my Bill Buckner story. He was very gracious, very nice. I think I asked him if I can buy him lunch. Or, was it a lunch? Or, I don't even remember. 
He just said, no, thank you. I appreciate it. That's my Bill Buckner story. Next part of my equation today. As you know, I am a bigger, now I'm not, about the same, maniacal, imbecilic professional wrestling fan. I started it in the 70s when me and my troll buddies used to sneak into Miami Beach Convention Center every Wednesday to see Dusty Rhodes fight the bad guys. He used to fight Pak Thong Nam, Bobby Duncan, the Mala, Tara Funk, Erna Laird, and the rest. Well, nobody really makes fun of me anymore because it's all mainstream now, professional wrestling. But we've been very disappointed with World Wrestling Entertainment the last few years. Poor scripts, poor writing, not enough passion. Well, that's all changed. AEW is here. I watched the pay-per-view Saturday night. Guess what? Cody Rhodes, the son of Dusty Rhodes. Cody Runnels, the son of Dusty Runnels. And Dustin Runnels, Dustin Rhodes fought. They got together at the end. It was the best pay-per-view I've seen in ages. And if you are a professional wrestling fan, you make sure you watch their shows. It's magnificent. The crowd was insane. Reminded me of crowds when Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and them were at it. Anyway, just wanted to let you know. That's how I spent my Saturday night. It was the greatest. Me and the dogs. Anyway, I just wanted to start with Buckner. I wanted to... I don't know who said the line that in your 80s, you'll... You won't, you'll only regret the things you didn't do. I think something to that effect. Maybe said it the opposite way. Enjoy yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. I try to. Uh, what's not enjoyable is the market right now. And something happened today that's bearish, just plain old bearish. And as you know, we've been telling you on this show, well, you know, narrower and narrower, tougher and tougher, trading below the 50-day moving average. But leave it, there's leadership. The cloud names, the software names, some of the, re- come, the, the retail, some of that. Still acting just fine, like there's nothing wrong. But when major indices are trading below, A, the 50-day moving average, you're out of the uptrend in my world. You can't ascend in an uptrend when price is below the 50-day moving average. It's a fact of life, physical fact of life. It's just like if you want to go from Miami uh, to New York and drive there uh, and you decide to go west, you ain't getting to New York. You got to take I-95 north. Anyway. Uh, on top of that, as we've been telling you, fewer and fewer, narrower and narrower. This group is uh, topped out. This area is topped out. Foreign markets is topped out. Oils topped out. Interest rates keep plunging, which can't, which is good physically in that mortgage rates come down. But we always worry, what does that indicate? And I have my GDP number for this quarter down in the ones. I'm already in the ones. Yeah, I do that, by the way. So we're going to go through the markets throughout the rest of the show, and we're going to describe them to you. Simply describe them to you what they look like, and how you should just be careful here. That's all. If you got leadership, stay with it. If you don't, get rid of it. No, I take that back. I never tell you to sell. Review it. I never tell you to sell. I tell you to review it. Now, if we thought we were going into a bear market, so we're also going to give you some significant support levels today on some significant stuff. So listen up. As we go through the show, my good friends around the world listening in all parts of the globe. So that said, up next, full market wrap, movers of the day, all that stuff today. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor's edge. 
It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Okay, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Coltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. Once again to Investor's Edge. So my younger son is now fully and living in New York City. Uh, if you are in the financial industry and looking for somebody who just got out of college and will work his tail off, email me at GaryK.com or gcallbomb at callbomb.net. Hey, we use our network, right? You are part of my network. So again, my son Eric is now fully in New York City, and he's talking to a bunch of people. Uh, and if you are in the area and looking for some great people coming out of college, to further your future of your company, email me at GaryK.com or gcallbomb at callbomb.net. Okie doke. Um, market Wrap is brought to you by Investment-Models.com. That's Jim Rohrbach, one of the great market timers. Uh, no gray areas with the man. You're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-Models.com. <sighs> so how do I put it? You come into this week trading below the 50-day moving average. Narrower and narrower, thinner and thinner. Yeah, nice word. And today, you know, you open up and you're, you're, you're decent. You hit 25,717 today. Uh, so you're up about 130 Dow points. Uh, the NASDAQ, you're, uh, at the, you get to 76,93. So you're up about, wow, 58 points. Nice NASDAQ. But you sell into the close pretty neatly and nicely, finishing down 237 on the Dow. And by the way, this is end of month week. Remember end of month window dressing? You finish down 24 on the S&P. Uh, NASDAQ was only down 29 and NASDAQ 100 were only down 22. You know, sometimes you see a Dow down 237, you see a NASDAQ down 90. Socks was down 12, the transport's down 132, small and mid-caps were down. When all said and done, 12 up, 23 down on New York, 12 up, almost 20 down on the NASDAQ. Uh, new lows on the New York, 117 on the NASDAQ, 124. I'll go through new highs in a second. Uh, in the Dow today, Goldman Sachs down 3.5. Twos, Procter & Gamble, 3M, uh, Home Depot. Oh, by the way, 5.5, United Health. Doll Losers, American Express, Caterpillar, IBM, Intel, Johnson & Johnson, J.P. Morgan, McDonald's, Travelers, United Tech, uh, Exxon. The only thing that was up was Visa was up a dollar. It was up $3 at one time. Finished up a buck. But when markets are getting narrower and narrower and you come into end of month and you're up 130, 140, and almost 60 and you finish down 237 and 30, that's not good. So today we'll go down as yuck. It's the best way I can put it. Plain old yuck. And there's a few things you need to know about today. Number one, we've been telling you about these support levels for the indices. In early March, the Dow hit 25,208. 25, then a couple of weeks later, it came down, it went up, rallied, came down to just 25,372, a little bit higher low. Well, in early May, 25,222 was hit, bounced up. We're 25,347. We don't want to break 25,200. It's the best way I can explain it to you. In and around that area, you hit since March, one, two, three, four times. 
So we'll be watching that. The Dow finished a little bit below the 200-day moving average today, which is not good, but until we break the support, how's that? S&P 500. Well, the recent low was 2801. We closed at 2802. Uh, the low in March was 2785, so it got a little bit of room there. Yeah, yeah, doesn't look great. NASDAQ. I don't really have a great support area because you're kind of sort of right on it a little bit, sort of, kind of right here. Let's just say the 200-day moving average is sitting at 75.28. You close at 76.05. You don't want to break that. The uh, Russell 2000, uh, which is uh, already broke below a little bit of support on Thursday, just we've been telling you all along it's been lagging. And let me just give you a number on the Russell. Very simple. 1495. You, you, you don't want to break that. Okay? 1495. You don't want to break that. Uh, the transports. Uh, very simple. Very simple. You, you don't want to break uh, 9994 and you're at 1005. These are your support levels. These are areas that when they got hit the last time or the last couple of times or the last three times, they got defended. Price stopped going down. If, 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 if those levels are taken out, you're going lower. How much? By the way, it doesn't take a genius to say what I just said. Oh, if you get taken out, you're going lower. How much I don't know, how bad I don't know, how long I don't know, just that we'll go lower. And anything breaking the 50 days should be up for review. Notice I didn't say so. And of course, the strongest areas remain a lot of defensive areas, even though today they started selling off some of the food, beverage, household product stuff that have been actually been kind of strong. So just letting you know, today was a crappy day in the market. You'd like to see the opposite. Up next, up more on their markets, much more. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor said. You are listening to America is talking. Investor's Edge. You got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coldbaugh. Don't highly recommend it. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So, my peeps. Our peeps in uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale, that beautiful area. I will be at the Financial Fest 2019 being held at the Embassy Suites Hotel in Scottsdale in the Conference Center. Address, 5001 North Scottsdale Boulevard. I will be speaking for probably in the neighborhood of an hour. you roaming around, listening to all the other great speakers that will be there answering your questions. So please join me and many others in beautiful, and I'm sure hot, Scottsdale, Arizona on June 8th. So get out of the heat and come into the conference center. You can go to financialfest.com for all the information. But let me just tell you, Ray Lucia is going to be speaking. The most brilliant mind on income in all the land, Steve Jurich, will be speaking. Barry Goldwater Jr. will be there. I didn't even know there was a junior. Will be there and many others. 
So again, that's June 8th. Go to financialfest.com, check out all the info, and all we ask is you just be nice. Just like we say here on radio, just be nice. I'm really a nice guy. If I had friends, they would tell you I was a nice guy. Anyway, and I can't wait to see Renee and Jim and Ron and the rest. My bodyguards will be, just kidding, I have no bodyguards. Anyway, don't miss it, June 8th. We'll talk more about it as we go forward. Okay, so we gave you these support levels on the market, and they're important now. Why? The reason we don't give support levels every day is because we don't have to every day, but every now and then we do. And if we are giving support levels on things, A, it could be bullish in that the market's ascending and it's pulling back to moving averages or an area, or B, it could be negative in that markets are on the defensive and they may be getting in trouble, and if they break, so just letting you know. Something to pay attention to, kids. That's all. Something to pay attention to. And no, we're not calling for the end of the world, and we're not calling for a crash. Market's on defensive. Now, we can go through a litany of things and reasons why, you know. I think there's a few things going on. A few things. I think, A, listen carefully. There is no doubt in my mind the economy right now is decelerating some. Not the end of the world, but decelerating. B, we've been telling you all along, earnings, bleh. I've been good. Yeah. C, we disagree with President Trump on trade. We think he's taunting. For somebody who watches the market, we think he's taunting markets. And I, we're not saying that, oh, look at us, we're going to do this. and we'll ta- No, we're just saying what he's doing taunts markets. And what is he doing? And we're going to have to disagree with him again, and we tell it to his face. Tariffs are not paid for by China. They're paid for by the businesses here, the importers, who in turn will push it onto the consumers to a certain extent. So it acts like a tax on business and consumer. Now, where it does hurt China is that if prices are going up to import things, there's very good chance, A, the importers will go somewhere else where there's no tariff to get that same article, or B, they'll negotiate a discount, or C, buy less. But I have news for you. That hurts everyone. Nobody wins. And for those of you out there that love President Trump and keep getting mad at me for for talking like this, I'm his friend. You're not. Because constructively disagreeing is what should be done when somebody is completely wrong. And he is. Now, we'll keep our fingers crossed that this works because we have been told it's a tactic. But it's not working. It's just not working. It's like when the Mets took out the Grom yesterday and brought in the bullpen. It was a tactic. And, of course, the bullpen gave up six runs in the next two innings. The tactic did not work. Welcome to my Mets world. So we do disagree respectfully with the president on that. We think that's in play here. And then, and we've been talking about this also, the 10-year yield, amazingly, is down to 2.268. We think that is awesome for mortgage. Your mortgage goes down. And when you buy a house, believe me, when a mortgage goes down, over a life of a law, mortgage, it's a lot of bucks you save. But there's a real question. What is it telegraphing? Is it telegraphing what we think's happening? There is that chance. There is that chance. So pay attention closely. We think all the things that happen in the market when there's a slowdown are happening. Utilities, interest rate sensitive stuff, defensive areas holding up best. 
and not much else. So just watch closely. By the way, transports uh, fully finished below the 50 and 200 day moving average. The Russell 2000 fully finished below both. Uh, Mid-cap 400 fully finished below uh, both there. So again, there are some areas that plain old suck. Excuse my French. But sometimes you've got to use that word to make an impact. And hopefully we get what we call a goal line stand in the markets. But today, uh, may I say... Uh, it did not look good on a resume. Did not look very good on a resume. Foreign markets, bleh. And we've been telling you for, I think, the better part of uh, 15 months to avoid foreign markets versus ours. And I know they tell you, you got to have a piece of foreign markets. No, you don't. You got to have a piece of foreign markets when they're outperforming. You can have a little. Just don't overweight. Just don't overweight. What else? Municipal bonds. They've been strong. Interesting. What, what, what does that mean, Gary? Again, defensive. Again, defensive. That's all we know. And as I look at the new high list on the NASDAQ, there's not much. Few of those software names, and that's it. Some bond funds, and that's it. On the New York, not a lot. Some real estate investment trusts, some muni bond funds, not much. So again, we hope we are keeping you in lockstep. We're just one step ahead. And let's hope this is just a little minor correction that will run its course and life will be great as we move forward and we're going to 50,000 down and all that stuff. Up next, more of this, of that, and whatever else. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor there. You're listening to... What are you waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Action! Gary and welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, thanks for being with us today. I uh, hope you are having a... Uh, Good day after three-day weekend, and uh, again, some of the weather out there, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. That Midwest, 52 tornadoes. 52 tornadoes. And I'm just looking at just absolute devastation. Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Man, oh man, Dayton, Ohio, just some shopping center leveled, lying in shambles. Stay well, y'all. Not seeing anything in the way of uh, more insider buying with anything. Uh, We mentioned CLR to you, big insider buying at around, uh, what was it, um, 42, went to 51, came back down, bought more. It's 38. Oil. Regardless what a CO does, if oil prices crumble... 
Yeah, you're making money. But we recognize that this guy bought a lot of stock. Harold Ham, name of the company's Continental Resources. Remember, just because insiders buy does not mean the stock's going up. Keep that in mind. Uh, some of your questions. Boeing. One of the questions, why is Boeing affected by, by the trade spat? Well, China buys a ton of Boeing planes. And if you don't think that they wouldn't use them for leverage, you know, same goes for Apple and a few others that are actually that actually stand out pretty well. I think Boeing was up five or six bucks today and finished flat. And again, we, we just all we just tell you on Boeing right now, we're not a buyer, and we love to because we we gotta believe that they get past this. If when they get past this, I'm sure they'll get past it. The question is at what cost and how much time. Y'all keep asking me about Tesla. I don't know why. We just wouldn't go near it. We, we have certain themes that we just live by, right or wrong. We don't buy biotechs with no sales, even though we've missed a zillion of them that have gone from 10 to 100. But I can't go to sleep and wake up and find out the placebo does better than the drugs and 50 bucks goes to 10. And yes, there have been more than 300 50% drops in biotech names since the year 2000 that I can count. And believe me, I'm sure I missed a few. We refuse to buy any company that's inconsistent. And the only thing consistent about Tesla and Elon Musk is the inconsistency. So we just can't touch it. We know the cars. Uh, you know, I, I, I've only been in one. It's the coolest mobile I've been in and the fastest off the line I have seen. But, you know... We told you, you know, the first thing you should teach your kids is not to lie. Why? Because A, if you lie, you can have to cover it up eventually. B, if somebody finds out you lie, they're going to worry what you say the second time. And if you lie more than twice or three times, you're going to get the reputation that you're a liar and nobody's going to believe you anymore. Well, in my world, I don't trust Elon Musk. What's the fool me once? You know that line? Fool me twice? You know that line? Fool me three, four, five, six, seven. Don't trust. And guess what? More importantly now, market don't trust them as far as he can throw as far as the market can throw them. So, again, we don't touch. I get asked very often on climate change. Let me repeat my thoughts. I believe it's a con game. That's my belief. You, you can hate me for that. I just don't buy into people that told us it was global cooling and swore by it, then global warming, and swore by it, and then changed it to the marketing to climate change because they realized, eh, a couple of years we weren't warming, so on top of that, I don't want to hear the bullcrap out of an Al Gore that tells me in 10 years we're doomed and it's 13 years later and he's $100 million richer off of it. Al Gore just raised another billion dollars for a fund buying into green companies. And I don't want to hear from somebody telling me all that that gets on a private jet afterwards. And the same goes for the rest. But what I will tell you, I'm a bigger environmentalist than all of them, and we should all be, and we should not buy into the con of what they're trying to do. And you know what that is, ultimately? Your wallet. Your wallet. Just remember that. Why do they have to keep professing it? Do you notice they don't give us a solution except money? Just remember all that. Have a great evening. Drive carefully. When you get home, do like we do. Quite simple. 
You all make sure you hug the children. 99. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.